Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 28 of On Stadium Boulevard, presented by Blue by 90. I'm your host, Lexi. I'm with my co-host, Josh and Jordan. How you doing, guys? Doing good. Um, it's good, good to be back. Took a week off. Um, praying for everyone at Michigan State, but it's, it's good to be back um, after taking a little break. Yeah, I just, it didn't feel right even just discussing anything last week, you know, especially that thing that happened. So our mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers are out to everybody with Michigan State. We stand behind you, um, family, through and through in this state. So um, unfortunate events. But uh, now that we're back, uh, we have another special guest. And it's someone who follows me on Twitter. We interact often. He's a great, motivated guy. Um, he's been a high school football coach for over 20 years. He's currently in Florida. Um, incredible resume, but we'll bring him on here. Coach PJ Gibbs. Guys, what's going hey, on? Hey, PJ. How's it going? Uh, it's, going it's, it's going great. Uh, pleasure to be on here. And to echo what you guys said, yeah, obviously prayers and thoughts with uh, everybody at Michigan State and um, you know, whatever, you know, everything that went on there and, uh, we're all united, you know, um, after that event. So it's, uh, it was great to see two ADs embrace and, and what happened at the basketball game I thought was just a ultimate show of class and respect by both sides. So I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Absolutely. Um, it just, and we needed it, you know, we all kind of discussed, I know it's unfortunate they had to come together like this, but it kind of felt like a little bit of healing going on between both fan bases, which at one point was getting a little bit toxic. So it was, uh, you know, really nice to see everybody to come together, regardless of, of, of who you rooted for and to see the love out there. So it was an incredible game too. lots of back and forth. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. So clean. And so like, it was good basketball, well officiated there. It was really, it was really a great night for sure to give us a little distraction. from. Yeah. I think it was exactly what the, the whole state needed that it was exactly what they needed. And, it was just. I'm glad they played the game. It didn't skip it. So I think it brought a lot of healing to a lot of people. It was really good to see that. Yeah, I mean, especially from like you know a guy from New Jersey that moved to Florida that grew up uh, during the Fab Five era, you know, and um, big big fan of Jawan Howard and all those guys. And um, it was really good. I, I I think you guys hit the nail on the head. Like they needed to play that game and uh, to kind of kind of get everything going, you know, moving moving in the right directions for obviously Michigan, but also, you know, more importantly, Michigan State, their university and their their fan base and their community. Absolutely. So, you know, enough of that. Let's get on to you. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, what you're up to now and kind of your journey of how you got here. You know, how did you decide to become a coach and, and you know, play play football? So uh, I, I grew up in a, in a really small town in New Jersey, right on the beach, uh, Manaswan, New Jersey. And um, I always uh, talk about it as a kind of like a Norman Rockwell painting. You know, it's it's like we still have the the bonfire the, de- the night before the Thanksgiving game, the fire trucks and everything go down through Main Street and the band. And we have uh, seven little towns that go into Manaswan. And, and it's uh, it's a great place to grow up. Um, you know, I wouldn't trade any, anything in the world. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I knew I wanted to be a football coach and a history teacher when I was a freshman in high school because – for the most part, my, my position coaches in high school were football coaches and history teachers. And uh, I, I knew that was something I wanted to do. So um, I you know, went through high school. I, I played at uh, a, a small FCS school in Jersey City, St. Peter's College, which is now St. Peter's University. I'm sure you guys remember them busting some brackets last year. Um, the, uh, the Peacocks uh, did, did a good job of busting up some people, losing a lot of people money and making a lot of people money. So absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, we, I played there for four years and, and then um, I, I student taught for my linebacker coach, Jay Price, uh, at Manasquan. And, and I started coaching in 2001 and um, just I was fortunate enough to be around a Hall of Fame high school coach that I played for and coached under. My first coordinator job uh, was under another Hall of Fame high school coach in New Jersey. And then I went back home and, and uh, to Manasquan and, and was there until moving to Florida uh, in 2015, where I was fortunate enough to be a coordinator for uh, two very good teams, won district championships, won a conference championship, had number one defense in the area, um, and, and met some great people along the way, college coaches that have moved around. And um, I, like I said, I, I've just been blessed to be around great people and learned a lot of valuable lessons to put me in the position that I am today. Wow. Yeah, that's that's great. You know, to have that type of, of mentorship, you know, you said with those Hall of Fame coaches, it's 
it's, you know, lucky that you had that and, and got to build off of that and create such a great, you know, legacy for yourself um, so far. But, you know, it seems like you've you just been a winner really all, all, all along as a coach and, and really blowing it out of the water. But, you know, I, I see that you got that Michigan, what, Michigan versus everybody shirt on there. So, yeah, you know, you're represent. No, no way. No give, give us a little insight how, how you became one since you were from New Jersey and out, out that way. Yeah. So, um, you know, I played Pop Warner football and, and uh, you know, we actually played on Sundays um, and we'd have some things going on Saturdays, you know, with, with our coaches and I'd come home and, um, I, you know, I have friends that coach at Rutgers and I've had friends that played at Rutgers and, um, you know, Rutgers was Rutgers when I was growing up, uh, I guess to say, th th to be politically correct. And I'd come home and turn on ABC and there's Bo Schembechler and Desmond Howard. And um, that just, for me, that was the winged helmet, touching the banner, the band. Like if you're in my house in, in Florida on a Saturday, nobody, my kids were outside watching the game. We have the Alexa hooked up for the Michigan fight song. Like it, it is like, it is, it is gospel in our house. Um, but that's kind of how it all started. And then obviously, you know, I get to go through high school and then you get to the Charles Woodson years and, you know, Bianca Batuka and, and, uh, um, you know, it, it just, it just all, you know, stemmed from there. So that the beginning of my fandom with Michigan was being like a sixth, seventh grade kid, just flipping on ABC on a Saturday and, and seeing coach Shem Beckler and Desmond Howard. And, and then, uh, thankfully, thankfully the last two years, I haven't had to show my kids YouTube clips of Howard and Woodson running back <laughs> because now they, you know, the last time two years ago, the last time Michigan beat Ohio State, my daughter, who's 11 now, was uh, three months old. So um, prior to these last two years. So thank you to the football gods for for that. I can enjoy that with my kids. And it will continue uh, with the way those guys are doing their jobs in Ann Arbor now. So we're, we're, we're hoping for that. Man, Very that's cool. sad to think that there's just kids that only do losing. You know, me growing yeah. up in the you know, late 80s, all through the 90s, it's like, that was just what we knew, you know, we beating Ohio State, beating Michigan State. It's been treacherous two-thirds of my life, let me tell you. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but at least you get to experience it now for sure. Absolutely. It's definitely so, on yeah, the I, would... I wish I could have um I was around for, I guess. Um yeah. it was it wasn't it seemed like it was incredible. I also think it's really cool how you never having lived in Michigan before, how far the Michigan brand spreads and how there are really fans of Michigan across yeah, the country. It's... It's it's pretty neat, man. And then um, so uh, I was actually home. I go I go back to New Jersey once a year. Go see my grandmother's night. She'll be 92 in April. So I bring the kids up and go see her. And um, my grandfather, uh, he passed away about 10 years ago. He used a World War II vet and he actually had a football scholarship to go to the Naval Academy. But his sophomore year, he decided to go in the Navy and fight two and a half years in the Pacific before he came home. So that's kind of how my love of football came. But um I go, I, you always go home. You always look through your old stuff, you know, your home once, once a year. And I'm going through this uh, rack by my mom's washing machine. And I found my, my, uh, my quarter zip Michigan starter jacket from 1993, uh -huh. just hanging there in all its glory from the, from the, I, I, uh, I, the, the, uh, the, so, it took so much flack for the timeout against North Carolina. I mean, I, I can remember vividly laying there in bed after that happened because my best friend at the time was a North Carolina fan. And I'm like, I'm going to wear the starter jacket tomorrow to school, but I might get stuff thrown at me in the lunchroom. Like it was, you know, <laughs> you're, 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 you're 12 years old, you're, you know, your heart's pounding. You're like, I got to go to school tomorrow and wear this, and, you know, because you've done it all year, you know, because they're doing, doing what they're doing. And um, that, that was, I, I, that just going back to New Jersey and seeing that jacket just jogged all that nostalgia in my head, you know, oh, uh, yeah. past summer. You know, we've had some painful, painful memories, but at least, you know, we're, we're starting to create more better ones. To yeah, no, no. Those. no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Most of my whole life, like my whole childhood was full of losing to Ohio State. And that's all I knew. I mean, they beat them one time and I was in like, I think I was like a freshman in high school and they won against uh, Luke Pickle and he took over for that one year. And it didn't really feel like a real win because they were kind of bad that year and yeah. It's just kind of weird, but it, it's been so much fun now. It's all new to me, and it's, I've been enjoying like, it all. Keep buying, keep buying your swag. I yeah. got a neighbor that's a, a, a police officer in our town, and he's from right outside of Columbus. And um, after, before these two years, you know, he, he comes over every year to watch a game. And I'm like, man, I was like, you guys should hire, fire this guy and hire John Cooper. John Cooper was my favorite 
coach when I when I was when I was when I was younger. If you were rooting for Michigan, we loved John Cooper. John Cooper was oh, the yeah. man. You know, <laughs> for sure. So yeah. you know, uh, we were reviewing you know all, all the things that you've done and accomplished, and it seems like you're very you know defensive minded. You know, you created this system. Why don't you give a little insight on kind of, of how you coach it and and what angle you kind of take it from? Sure. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been a defensive guy ever since I started coaching. I, I've worked on the defense. I've coached some offense, but I've worked on the defensive side of the ball. Um, uh, very close with Coach Don Brown, which I know you guys know um, from being in Ann Arbor. Oh, Good old Donnie. Is, is the way I, everybody, how is Coach? You know, he is he is who he is. Like, he's the most one of the most genuine human beings you're ever going to meet. He's never going to lie to you. He's going to tell you like it is. Um, he, I met him when I was 22. He actually was recruiting two of our players at Manasquan when he was at Northeastern, when Northeastern had football and got his card. And he's one of those guys that doesn't have a work cell phone. He has his personal cell phone. So, um, that like he was instrumental in me kind of developing a lot of stuff. And I, I would text him like during the football season, even when he was at Michigan, I'd say, Hey coach. We're facing X, Y, Z. He's like, hey, bud, give me 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes later, there'd be a picture with the, you know, his meeting room stuff. You can see the Michigan stuff on the whiteboard. Hey, do this and you'll stop it. Like, like that, you know. Um, so, like, the system for me um, really came came about because uh, coming down here to Florida, there's so many athletes. There's so many kids that get the ball in space. And we – I, the way I best equated is like the best high school football player I've ever coached against is Quentin Nelson. He's playing for the Colts now. Um, yeah. That was, I mean, if you think of the scene from Blindside, you know, when Michael Orr takes the kid and puts him in the stands, that was Quentin Nelson on every play. He looked for your mother in the stands and looked to put you in, in your mother's lap. <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I always equate it to like in, in the colder states, you have like a hibernation period where, Kids can't go outside. They're going to, you know, eat and get a little thicker. And that's why, like, deer in Florida never look heavy because it's never cold, really. They're always, you know, running around and, you know, doing things where the New Jersey, Michigan, Massachusetts, those those guys, you know, they, they, they get a little thicker. And um, so I got down here and I'm like, I, I got to find a way to get athletes on the field to combat what the offense is doing and taking a lot of things I learned from Coach Brown and Coach Partridge and, and – uh, um, you know, uh, Coach Lanning, who's now at Oregon, and um, just kind of putting it all together and doing things. Uh, the one thing I learned from Coach Brown is, like, you can do a lot of things, but if you can't teach it and you your kids can't do it, there's no reason to do it at all. So that was kind of the the thought process behind developing the system. And, you know, we're, we were very successful this year. I was a head coach two years ago up, uh, up in a Lee County area where – I took over a team that hadn't won a game in three years. We won four games with the same kids. And then this year, the school I'm at now, the year before I got here, they were giving up 31 points a game this year. That was down to 19. And we had 10 interceptions and scored three touchdowns on defense. So it, it's it, it's a group effort, right? Like I like I one of, one of the things I always learned from my, my high school head coach, Vic Caboo, was you're, you're a spoke in the wheel. Like nobody's bigger than the program. I think Coach Harbor does a great job of, of conveying that message that nobody, and that's something he learned from Coach Schembeck, learned his dad, you know, playing. Um, you know, it's like when, but when you're in a position of authority and responsibility, I always tell my guys, like, I'll fall on the sword for you. I don't care. I will say, I messed up. I have to teach this better. Regardless of how it happened, I never want my kids taking the blame. I always want to take the blame because they're doing what I teach them to do. So that that's kind of the whole, how that whole system came about. And we're, we've had a lot of success with it. And, and Lex, to your point, like um, with the Japanese team in 2020, uh, when I was coaching, I was with USA football um, since 2008 and I was a head coach for uh, the USA. And then I was head coach of Japanese team. And we ran the defensive system with the three safeties and we beat a team that we had no business beating. I mean, both their quarterbacks, one, one right now is committed to Mississippi state. The other one's going to Texas tech. And they have four, they had four power five linemen on that team with two power five running backs. But these 40 kids from Japan decided to buy in with what we're doing. And we end up beating them 28 to 20. And to be honest with you, if we don't turn the ball over, it's probably 35-7. You know, so it's it's just about getting kids to buy into what you're selling. And 
if you if you show kids that you care about them, they'll run through a wall for you, especially at the high school. And that's a title one school. Um, you know, I know, uh, you know, a lot of guys deal with that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been it's been great. Like I've, I've had a lot. I did an install up at a small school in Jacksonville this past weekend. The guys loved it. Um, the kids loved it. And uh, they're like, coach, it's, it's so easy to understand. I'm like, yeah, well, that's what it's all about. It's not about me coming in here and giving you weird names and things. And like that, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to help you get better, you know, cause I've been in your shoes and, and it's about giving back. I would not be here for, if it wasn't for the game of football. So I'm, I'm always looking to give back. Yeah. Well, I love that. Love that. It's like, Hey, you're like a Michigan man though. You know, Hey, someday we would love to see you on that coaching staff with, with that philosophy. I, I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> it's, um, it's really awesome seeing someone as passionate as you at the high school level. You know, I think that's, really is something we need, you know, teaching these kids to buy in and, you know, give their all, you know, I love seeing how passionate you are really about high school sports and coaching these kids. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it, for me, it's, it's like, uh, and I'm, I, I think it, it's hard today than when all of us were, I mean, uh, you know, I, I know some of you guys are, are younger than me, but um, the social media today, and you got as a coach, you got to do it right. Like I, I, we do edits for our kids for recruiting. Like I, I like I love doing that stuff. Like I, I'm passionate about because I want to get these kids to the best place they can be. Right. But it, it to me, it's like there has to be some honesty and reality to what we're doing. And, and and I think a lot of that has to do with whoever's at home has to understand, like the goal is for you to pay zero for your college. Like that's the goal. And, and if it's an NAIA school, that's great. Like I've had, I've been coaching for 24 years. I've had two kids play in the NFL in 24 years. One, one when I was in New Jersey and one now is a linebacker for the Raiders that I coached in Florida. That's it. Everybody else has gone on to play, but they're going on to something else professionally. And that's, but I think today with today's, with today's parent, it's, like I'm a coach that if you don't want to hear honesty, then you don't want to come talk to me because I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And, 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 you know, I think that's a lost art in today's society, especially with the social media, because um, to, to steal a line from coach Saban, there's a lot of self gratification that goes on with the social media piece and social media is, is good, you know, for promotion and positivity, but you people have to understand that, 1% of 1.3 million high school players will go and play FBS football. Half of that percent will get an opportunity to play in the NFL. Now with the, I, I hope after watching yesterday, I hope the USFL sticks or the day before I really do because um, one of our assistant coaches brought this up the other day and, I, and you guys feel free to jump in. Cause I, I think this is a great topic to discuss yeah. is with the NFL teams don't have practice squads have a USFL squad as, as a, a squad for each of the NFL teams. Oh, yeah. And basically it's like a minor league for those teams. And if somebody gets hurt, you pull them up if it, or, or they play, you know, I, I just think there should be more. Cause again, I'm from New Jersey. So I grew up in the Herschel Walker, New Jersey general days, which I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think oh, yeah. yet. <laughs> um, or Jim Kelly with the gamblers in Houston, you know, like I, I just, I think there's better ways to do things, but as far as going back to the previous point, people have to be realistic with their kids. And I think we see it a lot down here in Florida where parents are just like, all they do is take their kids to power five schools for visits. And I'm like, your kid's five, seven and runs a four, six or five, six, 40. Just, just being real, you know, they'll ask me, like, what do you think? I think, what are their grades? Like, oh, we have a four, two. All right, well go to a division three school and go for free. You know, don't worry about going to Miami or Florida State or North Carolina. Like, go where they're wanted, not where you want to go. So I'm, I get off on a tangent. I'm sorry. I, I just <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, no, you love to hear it. This is great insight, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, do you guys have some questions you wanted to ask too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, my kids for uh, graduate uh, for Christmas this year. Amazing. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> any, any Seinfeld fans? Right. <laughs> hey, amazing blue too, man. I love it. Yeah. 
Hey, so you talked about the Japanese team a little bit. What was yeah. that experience like? We were wondering about that because we don't really hear much about football being played in Japan. So yeah, it, it was um, it was the second time I'd coach. I in twenty seventeen I'd been the DB coach for them, um, and this year that that year I, I would be um, I got asked to be the head coach, and it was one of the most satisfying coaching jobs that I've ever gotten. Um, to the point where like they brought a staff with them. So they had four translators. Um, luckily for us, they had kids that could, that could speak English and Japanese. So like if the, tra I, like I put a translator with my old line, my old line coach, coach Galos, great dude was a friend of my high school head coach guy was 75 years old and Mike don't move very well. So I'm like, you got to go with coach Galos. So he, one guy stayed with coach Galos the whole time. One guy stayed with our DB coach the whole time, coach Clark. Um, they apologize. I told all my coaches because they said you're going to be and you pick your guy. So I picked high school position coach, guys that coached my, my head coach passed away in 2007. So guys that had shaped me to be a coach, I, I was like, I'm going to pay you guys back. Like you guys made me who I am today. So you're going to come to Texas and coach these kids. And I said, it's going to be I said, I promise you, it's going to be the easiest week of your life because these kids apologize for screwing up. Like we're an 18, like we're an 18 T stadium, Jumbotron, USA team. You know, we tackle him for a two-yard loss. The kid, one kid missed a tackle, comes over. He's like, Coach, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I go, stop saying you're sorry and just make the tackle. Just, stop. <laughs> I love it. But just stop, you know. Um, and like I was, I'm a competitor, I want to win, right? When they gave me the job, I said, you know, I'm not flying to Texas to lose. Right. So right. Well, for those kids, those 40 kids to now be able to tell their grandkids that they flew to Texas and beat the USA team in Cowboy Stadium and they have pictures and video to prove it. I, to me, that that's that that's fantastic. I mean, I got a ring from it, but those that's going to go to my son when, when I pass on. You know what I mean? Like that to me, what it what that's what it wasn't about. It was about those 40 kids on the plane the next day flying home going, we just beat the USA team in Cowboy Stadium, and they can tell everybody in their family for the rest of their lives they're part of the only Japanese team to ever do it. Wow, wow that's impressive. It's the only one. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like I said. It, it was just it was a it, it was it, we just you know it was a good group of kids, great group of coaches, and um, you know I just happened to be the guy that was the head coach. You know I could have been the linebacker coach or the DC or whatever, but. I just happened to be the head coach at the time and, and uh, we ran our three safety stuff and kids did a really good job. So always proud as heck of those kids for doing that. Yeah. Did they come from a, like a big football background at all in Japan or they, so it's, it's, it's different. Like they, they do play high school football. Um, the, the two things I found really different from Japan to the United States is I had a buddy that was the, a coach of the U18 US team. He's actually still at Nevada now. His name, his name is Vi Tawa. He played for the Seahawks. He was Colin Kaepernick's running back at Nevada. Um, and Vi okay. came over because we're practicing right next to each other. So he's like, I want to come over and talk to your team. And then we took a picture with the U18, US, and U17 Japanese took a picture. And we're the one, this one kid was like a Division I kid. And, and Vi's at Nevada. I'm like, dude, you might want to offer this kid. I mean, he's a stud. And he's like, well, it's his test score. So I go up to him. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, die. What's your AC? He's like, coach, we don't take those tests in Japan. No ACT, no SAT. And I'm like, really? And he goes, weightlifting is a club sport. It's not required for football. And I'm like, so you guys just go out and play football? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I, you know, I, I, you know, he's like, me, me, I lift, I lift, I lift. I said, oh, that's good. I said, but you guys don't take, and he's got like a four, six GPA on our scale, but they couldn't do anything with him because he had no test score. And we had two kids that were like FBS caliber kids that I was trying to sell to these other coaches. Because they didn't have test scores, they couldn't do anything with them. Standardized testing is the most ridiculous thing ever. And it's like so Agreed. clear. Such an That's issue. so crazy. Agreed. It's, listen, let me tell you, it's the, it's the reason that in Florida, I will I, I deter from teaching U.S. history anymore. And that was my major in college is the, EO, the, at the end of course exam. It's because you need to teach. You need, look, no, I, I want to spend two weeks on the Kennedy assassination and bring the geometry teacher in and talk about angles and teach the kids math. And I want to do that. Like that. I want the kids to have fun. You know, I mean, I'm sure you guys can remember your high school. The best teachers you had were the, were the funnest and the best storytellers. 
Hands yeah. Yep. For sure. And actually, mine was the football history teacher. See, there you go. There you go. I think I think it was a given at every high school. I had like two history teachers that coach football. Like, yeah. Or political yeah. science. That too. Yeah. So it's the way you tell the story. It's how it's how yeah. you capture your audience. You know, and I always say like, you know, to be a, to be a great football coach, you have to, you know, the classroom in the building has to be the same out of the building. Like you have to teach your kids the same way you teach your kids in the classroom, because then there's the consistent meshes throughout. So, but yeah, the Japanese thing, man, that was, that was wild ride, bro. I tell you, that was, <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh man. It was, uh, there was some very upset people that night, but it wasn't from our sideline. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's really awesome. <laughs> so uh, you've coached in New Jersey and Florida at the high school level. Is there a big difference in those, like coaching in those two different states? I know you were talking about like the hibernation yeah. kind of period before, but is there anything else that kind of stood out as a big difference? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the repetitions, because like in Jersey, we had no spring ball. So Florida, we start spring ball April 24th. We'll do 19 practices in a game against another team. So I, I worked it out um, one year. Um, a, a student athlete football player in Florida will have over 550 more reps on average in their high school career than someone in a non-spring ball state. Wow. Wow. And I, and I don't count the, I don't count the seven on seven stuff. I don't count that stuff. I'm not a yeah. big fan of that stuff. I just, it teaches bad habits. I mean, there are some good dudes that do it, but I just, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm just talking about like, physical practice reps where you have a helmet and shoulder pads on and maybe the lowers. Yeah. It was an yeah. average, it was an average of 550 reps that if you're recruiting a kid from St. Thomas Aquinas, as opposed to a kid from Don Bosco prep, you're going to have more reps as a Floridian than you were as someone in, in New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That warm weather, I guess, means everything to get that, those extra reps during yeah, well, the spring. And, 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 you know, one thing they say about speed is you either got it or you're chasing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I'll go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, uh, so, you know, you wrote a book. Um, yes, and you, why don't you go ahead and explain <laughs> what it is and, and, and how yeah. it was uh, writing that. So uh, I got really bored during COVID. Um, to be honest, to be honest with you, gotcha. I think like everybody. Um, yep. So my wife, my wife works from home. So you know, my two kids are home, and so I'm doing like, uh, if you go back and look at my Facebook, it's co it, from 2020. It's Coach Gibbs daycare, and I I post the <laughs> schedule every day what my kids are doing. So we'd start, we'd go through the classes and stuff, and you know, I I do a normal school day like we do virtual field trips on YouTube and. We do the roller coaster rides. I put them in the, you know, I saw a thing on YouTube. I put the kids in the in the, in the laundry baskets, and I'm doing this with them, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, they were younger, and um, but I did. I just really felt like um, people need to know about Manasquan and the place where I grew up, and my head coach and the coaching staff that helped mold me to who I am today. And um, so I just started writing, and um, I got through like 35 pages the first night, and I go to my wife. I said, Well, I'm going to write a book. And Sean Liotta, who's a, a head coach at Burrell High School in Pennsylvania, who's a USA football buddy of mine, he had done a book. So I called him. I said, well, how did you do it? And he said, um, Amazon Direct Publishing. You just do it and charge it, and they give you money for X and whatever. So um, I actually reached out to an English teacher at our high school um, if he could edit it and format it and whatever. And so I did the first book, and it was number one for like six weeks in the football coaching section on Amazon. And again, like – people are home. So what are you going to do? Like, I, it's not like I wrote like, right. this, like you know, Charles Dickens, like masterpiece. It was football coaches are bored. So they're going to buy a book and they're going to sit there and they're going to read it, you know? Um, so then we got through the first book, which is about my experience and how I grew up and how I learned football. And then we got to the second one and it was more, um, more football specific. Like my brother-in-law is the assistant online coach out of Washington state, Jason Mons, who's a real good friend of mine. He's out at Arizona state now as a tight ends coach. And, um, Eric Kasparovich, who was at Pitt um, at the time, he helped contribute to the book and John Weaver at MRA and um, just got it. And so what I did was I said, hey, if you guys help me write this, I'm going to take money from my what I make and give me a foundation to donate it to. So guys had Alzheimer's, guys had breast cancer, guys had this. So 
anytime I get money from those books, I just tell my wife, I'm like, Hey, listen, you see the thing come in, like kick this, this, and this, and this, and this to these foundations. Cause I mean, you know, we're, we're not, you know, here in the, you know, it's good to make a little money, but you know, that was the kind of deal with those guys. So that it was, the two books were basically out of, out of COVID boredom, but they did really well. And, and I, I, I checked today, I think I sold like 18 uh, in the last month and I'm just like, cool. All right. And we'll boom, boom, chop it up. And there you go. Wow. Congrats on that, man. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Listen, ADD and COVID sitting at home is, is, is a never diagnosed. <laughs> I yeah. feel like a lot of stories are going to start that way. So I was really bored during COVID. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, 100%. <laughs> For sure. Well, that, that's awesome. It's like, yeah, yeah. what can you do? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jordan, you had you had some questions you were about to ask before I asked that. Last oh, one. well, yeah, I was thinking about your New Jersey roots and how you talked about growing up as a Michigan fan there. And I was just thinking there have been a lot of guys in the Jersey area that have gone to Michigan lately from there, like Jabril Peppers or Sean Gary. I mean, tons. There's like Drew Singleton, Michael Dwumfor. There's probably even more than that. But yep. um, are there a lot of Michigan fans out in that area, would you say? I know yeah, there's a big I, alumni base out there. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. So when I when I was living there, um, a real good friend of mine who I, I'm still uh, in contact with, he's a history teacher with me. And uh, he's a big Rutgers fan, so uh, we're relentless with each other during football season via text. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, there's there's tons, man. It, it's uh, uh, my best friend uh, that I went to elementary school and high school with. Um, you know, he's a huge Michigan fan, so you know we kind of connected, you know, early on in like sixth grade uh, because you know the Fab Five and those guys. And um, but yeah, no, there's there's a big there's there is a big uh, I would say Michigan, Penn State, then Rutgers. Uh, would probably be, I mean, you have like, again, the Ruck, Rutgers, you have a lot of like, um, like lineage, right. You have a family member that went there and, and yep. you know, got played football right. or lacrosse or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, even some of the kids I coached at Manasquan, you know, had, uh, the one kid that two kids I coached that their dad was a running back on the 78 team. That was probably their best teams until that Oh three Shiano team that knocked off Louisville and South Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so, um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a pretty large, um, you know, Michigan contingent in the garden state, I would say without a doubt. Yeah. That's really cool. When, hear about that. when we beat him 78, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, 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 my phone did not receive any text messages from Mr. Tosfa when that was going on. <laughs> he was actually at the game. His wife worked for the university. So they were in like the, he sends me a picture. They're in like the box, you know, I'm like, awesome, man, you know, good luck, whatever. And then the score comes through and I waited. I waited. I was nice. I waited two days. Like, so how was the food in the press box? You know, like just a little jazz. Casual you know? question, bring up the game. Yeah, make sure you knew I was watching. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so this uh, three-high safety system you run, yeah. Do you like maybe just explain that a little bit, you know, maybe like what inspired it? There's like certain players that work better in that system, you know? Sure. Um, uh, Iowa State, to be honest with you, when we were getting ready for um, the 2020 International Bowl, the Japanese team, we knew who the offensive coordinator was going to be and what he was going to run. So um, I reached out to a couple guys that recruit our area at Iowa State and I said, hey, can you teach me what you got, how you guys got? I said simplistically, like not nothing too complicated because – I got 40 kids that are coming over here that, that don't speak English or not very well. <laughs> and I need to get the playbook together and get to my coaches. And, you know, so they were kind enough to zoom with me and get me through everything. My brother-in-law was great. Justin Kramer through the whole process. And, um, you know, he was at uh, Missouri at the time. And um, really for me, it, it's, it, it's about getting as many athletes on the field as possible. And that's kind of where it, it originated was, the, the Japanese team was more just base fundamental stuff. Like, cause we only have five days of practice. So I was like, let's get lined up. Let's teach them this coverage and this coverage, these three blitzes. And then we're going to roll down here for the last three years. It's been okay. You know, to, to me, the middle, we, we call our Rover. The middle safety is to use a coach Brown term. He's our dude. He's, he's, he's our guy that um, can, play in the box, can blitz, can play up on the line, can play the middle of the third, can play the little hole. Like he has – and any coach that asked me, they're like, what about – I said, the rover has to be your best player. 
like it's fourth and one. It's their running back or quarterback against your best player. That's your rover. That that's who it is. Um, and then you get into like the Viper, which is another Coach Brown. I, I yep. use the same. I use the same. If you guys come to a practice, you'll probably think you're at a Michigan practice back in 2016. <laughs> you know. Um, so it, it's it, to be honest with you, it's it's not the three high sense like the Iowa State stuff. It's more athletes pressure havoc make the offense like my, my job and i tell our kids all the time our job is to make the quarterback's life miserable that that that's our job mm -hmm. um and then and then when we run to the ball we arrive in a bad mood like that that's kind of the we're going to do a lot of different things like when i was up in jacksonville this on sunday doing this install the coach asked me he's like he's like what was your player's knowledge before you got there i said it wasn't to this extent because, you know, we, we run very close to a college defense at where I'm at. You know, we do a lot of collegiate stuff, um, which I, I always I, – I like to do that because I like to expand the kids' knowledge because a lot of them are like, I want to go play at the next level. Well, let me teach you, but I don't force it in the sense where I'm going to put the kids in a really bad position because I want to call something. I, I would never do that to our guys. Like, I'll never – Oh, we're gonna run this because it's fancy and it's it looks great. No, like what so we give them a touchdown and I can get it to get, go to a clinic and say, well, this fancy thing didn't work, you know, like no, you know, but um to answer your question, that, that's kind of what it is. It's about athletes on the field, it's about creating havoc, it's about pressure, it's about just arriving in a bad mood and ma making the quarterback's life absolutely miserable. That's that makes me sleep well at night. <laughs> I appreciate you kind of explained it in a more simple way for someone like me. Yeah, still... Hey, I needed to know too. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, it's high school football. So like we're very one word oriented. So like uh, when I was talking to this clinic on Sunday, I'm like, okay, we're going to run. I, I'll teach you guys this. Okay. Easy stuff. All right. So we're going to run this, our, our Panther stunt. And we have a Bama stunt that goes with Panther. Panther means that we're, we're finding the passing strength of the offense. We're blitzing from there. The Viper finds the passing strength. Bama, we're finding the back. The Viper is going to blitz to the back. So it's Bama and Panther, and the coverage doesn't change on either side. But the one thing about the defense is it looks like we're doing a lot. Like, oh, you're doing all this stuff. I mean, no, not really. I keep thinking that because I want you, as an offensive guy, I want you to keep thinking that. But well, it's like, overthink okay, it a little bit. Panther, we're going Viper right, Bama. And the kids, it's one word. As soon as they hear it, boom, we're trapped on both sides. We're coming either from the, th the the three receiver side or the or the back side. That's it. That's 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 all it is. It, it, you guys just learned two blitzes in thirty seconds. <laughs> oh, <That's> smart. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's really cool. Well, it's very evident that you're a good teacher and you like to make things really simple, which I I like that too. And that's my learning style. And I know that's Ooh. the same way for a lot of kids, especially high schoolers. So. Yep. It's really evident that you're a good teacher and you I'm have trying, a teaching man. background 24, too. 24 years. We're still, I'm still trying, still trying to get better. Every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. so, what, would, what do you think is the most rewarding part of your coaching career so far? Like what is, do you have like one moment where you're like, that's, that's the best man, moment I've had. That's tough. Oh man. That's a tough, that, that's a good and a tough question. Um, <laughs> I, can or I maybe two, multiple. Yeah. Can I give a two part answer? If that's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I had a player at Manasquan. Um, his name was Connor Grogan. You guys figure this out for me for a second, okay? Connor gets Connor gets into Princeton and gets waitlisted at Notre Dame. Connor then goes Connor goes to Princeton and plays four years at Princeton. Connor manages my kids' five twenty nine plan for my for, for their college fund. Oh, wow. that, to me, that, wow. that to me that to me is full circle. You started with the kid when he was a freshman. Went through Hurricane Sandy, New Jersey. Like, there's a picture. Of, and Lexi, I'll send it to you. There's a picture from when the NFL Network did a story on us back in 2012. Connor and myself digging, literally digging a family back into their house on the beach. Wow. 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 Um, so that to me is like when, when we have a group chat, uh, a group of kids from 2010 through 2013. And we put stuff in there all the time. And, and that to me is like the fact that those kids who are now men will call me and, and ask me questions on advice. Like, that's why you get into this stuff. It's not the money. You know, it, it's not the money. If it, I, I would be broadcasting from a much larger area if it, if it was for the money. <laughs> you know, so that to me is that. And then the, um, 
to me, like, I, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's really about, um, teaching, teaching, having my kids being around and teaching them how to do things the right way. Like my daughter, um, she has uh, Asperger's. She is like brilliant. Like she is, she does our tackling stats, um, for the football team. Um, this year she's, she's old enough now. She'll wear a headset on the sideline and she'll script for me. Um, and, and my son is around all the time and, um, you know, exposing them to adversity, exposing them to things that, um, I think people want to shelter their kids today from adversity, unfortunately, because for whatever reason, whatever reason they have, I'm, I'm not in their shoes because I want my kids to experience it. Um, the more they're around and they see me and see me coaching, um, you know, they see dad, not like this. They see dad using his outside voice inside sometimes, um, as they say, <laughs> you know, um, but to me, it, it, that, it's about teaching life lessons. Like, like in the 24 years I've done it, um, I still talk to kids that I coached my first year at Manasquan as a 21 year old green, uh, you know, wet behind the ears, greenhorn um, that will still ask me for advice. Um, so that, that to me, those, that's like a double reward to have Connor do what he's doing and then to have all that encompassed in it. For sure. That's yeah. great. That I love it when you brought up like adversity and like, cause I feel like that's one of the best teachers out there is like adversity experience, learning from your mistakes. So that, yeah, that's I really mean, great. You know, like I said, it, it, that, that's why I believe this is the greatest sport in the world, not to take anything away from anything else, but, um, I think, and, um, I was talking about this with my principal the other day. I think, you know, when you look at football, right, you look at a huddle in football. Nobody cares about who you voted for, what you believe in, what you, it's like you, you're all working for a common goal, right? You know, um, like right now we have four people here, different, different ethnic backgrounds, what voted for whoever, but football and talking about football is bringing us together and allowing us to speak on a platform. And, and, that's why I believe that it's the greatest game in the world, man. It teaches so many life lessons to kids. And, and um, you know, because for whatever reason, you know, we I'm at a Title I school, you know, at Golden Gate. So we got kids that have no parents at home, live with grandma. They are the parent. Like, they, they got to go to work right after school if they're not playing spring ball to support their sister or their brother. And um, it, it, to me, it just, like, again, I wouldn't be here without the game of football. So. That's why I'm I'm always looking at I'm always looking to give back. Yeah, that's really awesome. Incredible, man. For sure, <laughs> blowing us out of the water. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Love it. Um, so you have a website. So why don't you kind of like let us know what you do on it, what you update, like how to find it, so everyone can know, uh, especially you know down in the Florida area where we're listening. Yeah, so it's it's easy. It's literally thefbcoachgibbs.com. It's for my system, but it has um, a lot of free stuff on it. It's got free download stuff for coaches that want to pop in. Um, if coaches want to Zoom with me, if they want me to come do an install, um, I do have a contract with a, a company for for gear, for um, long sleeve shirt. And uh, so if you guys want to pop on there and rock some Coach Gibbs gear, you know, go ahead and go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I got a lot of inspiration from a couple coaches. Uh, Kenny Simpson, who's a head coach in Arkansas, he has an offensive system, and he's kind of like my mentor with that stuff. And he's like, you got to get a website, man. You got to network with coaches. Like, I'm flying to do the Big New England Clinic. I just got called today. Um, I'm flying up to Providence, Rhode Island next Friday to do this college high school coaches clinic. Um, the guys were like, hey, we'll do this. We'll pay for this. And I told my wife, I said, they're paying for everything, honey. She's like, okay, you can go. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, I still got to go through my financial advisor um, to make sure everything's really up and up. But uh, yeah, so that's the thing with the website. It was just started because I was get, getting the system done. And if people wanted access to the system or get in contact with me, and it's got some testimonials on there from Coach Brown, uh, Coach Golden, who's the DC at Notre Dame. Funny story about Coach Golden is I met him when I was 22, when he was at University of Virginia. Um, did a, we did three spring balls at UVA because my head coach, Coach Kabu, was really good friends with Coach Welsh, who was the head coach at UVA at the time, and um, we've we've known each other for you know over over twenty years, and um, so happy for Coach, and and he's such a great man. He's a Jersey guy. Anytime the Rutgers job was brought up, I'm like hire Al, hire Al. He, he's 
from Jersey. Like he's a Jersey guy, you know, and, and uh, he was with the Bengals two years ago when they lost to the Rams as a DC. So, um, but yeah, that's, that uh, likes to be on that. That's the crux of the, of the website. Wow. So cool. Love it. Love it. So much, you know, information you're giving out and, and teaching not only your kids, but, you know, giving your knowledge out to others. So that's just, you know, that, yeah. like you throw a full circle. It's just about giving to everybody. And that's clear yeah. what you're doing. And so. your network is huge. It's really interesting to hear all these different people, yeah. you know, and like they're all over the country, all different levels of football. It's just really cool to hear about all this stuff. Yeah, it's 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 something like, you know, I, I was I spoke at the we have the AFCA. I don't know if you know, guys know what that is. It's the you know, the American Football Coaches Association. It's like our big thing. And, mm-hmm. and um, I spoke the last two years there and and uh, I had some younger guys come up. And in fact, I'm saying younger guys to me. I'm getting old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had some guys that that aren't coaching as long as I have. That makes me feel better when I say that. <laughs> um, yeah. Come up to me and they're like, hey, how do you meet all these guys? How do you know all these guys? And I said, listen, first of all, if you guys ever watched the uh, the 30 for 30 with the, the two Bills, Parcells and Belichick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm a Jersey guy. I'm hustle and bustle, like Coach Parcells <laughs> said. Like that. My first my first football experience was 1986, Giants Chargers, first Gatorade shower of the 86 season when they beat Dan Fouts and the Chargers. That's my first football experience ever. Um, so I said to the, the younger guys, I said, do not be afraid to go up just because of their logo. Do not be afraid to go up and shake their hand and introduce yourself and get their cell phone number, whether it's their work cell or whatever. I was like, because you never know where these guys end up. Perfect example. I, like I said, our kids in recruiting, the head coach of the L.A. Chargers four years ago was a D3 division coordinator, uh, a, a defensive coordinator. Nobody knew that at the time. It was at John Carroll, but he worked his way up and now he's the head coach of the Chargers. So I always tell the guys, like, go shake, go shake somebody's hand, go give them your card, go introduce yourself and because again with college football and recruiting like those guys never they, they never know when they're going to come down and you have a kid that they want so they're going to give you the time to introduce yourself and talk to them a little bit but if they have someplace to go they got to go but you may have a kid in two years that's an absolute stud that everybody like we had a kid at gulf coast when i was down here uh 2017 he's playing at boston college now his kid's name is george Packers. he's a tight end at notre dame I mean, one spring practice, and George grew five inches in a year. He went from 6'2 to 6'7. And <laughs> he actually was on Coach Bush, had him on campus at Michigan. I called Devin up and I'm like, yo, you got this kid's in the area. He's 6'7, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm thinking Michigan, big tight ends, Jeremy Tooman, the whole, the whole nine, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a little partial. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, slight bias. So, yeah, touch. Um, so, uh spring practice starts and Michigan, UCLA, Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, Old Miss, I mean I just around the tight end drill. Just uh, you can't teach 6 7. Right? Right. That's what I, I tell the younger guys like go up to the coach man. Don't don't be afraid to don't be afraid to, mm-hmm. to talk to him. He there at the end of the day, I mean regardless of the salary getting paid, they started at some point they're human beings like they're going to they may not have time to sit there and speak with you shake your hand say hello maybe give you a contact you know whatever and then just kind of how you go about it Mm -hmm. well that's great life advice in general too even off the field i mean i I was a business major in college and there you go how you get all your jobs really to be honest it's all about and so that's really good just to learn. That's another thing you can learn from football too, even. Well, this is just, this has been so great. Just getting to know you and a deep dive into your journey here. I mean, it's just, just incredible, really. We're so happy to, you know, have you on. And, and the fact that we just came across each other on Twitter, it's like, yeah. I love Twitter, bringing everybody together. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of to switch things up a little bit. What are your opinions on Michigan's like coaching staff changes this year and kind of what's happened and what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, Chris Partridge is one of my guys. Um, Paramus Catholic, New Jersey. Um, yep. funny, funny story is coach myself and coach Anthony Campanelli, who's with the Dolphins now, we all started coaching high school together around the same time. 
met Coach Partridge. We were at a Glazier clinic in Atlantic City. Um, so when Chris got the job at Michigan, that first clinic, so I'll backtrack like six months. So I was interviewing for some head coaching jobs, and and I really haven't told the story to a lot of people, but um, I was interviewing for like three or four head coaching jobs in New Jersey, and I was at a wall. Like I was, hey, we love you. You're young. Your resume is great, but no head coaching experience. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get it if I don't get the job? And <laughs> yeah, go to a, a 0 and 11 program and just get one win and then come back to you. You know. So anyway, so coach Har- coach Harbaugh got in the job, and. I, I got Jack Harbaugh's address off of Google and I wrote him, I, and I wrote him a letter and um, I, so to my wife, I said, you know, we're living in New Jersey. I said, I'm going to send it. She's like, send a letter, you know, go ahead. I said, if he gets back to me, great. If he doesn't, whatever I, I, I sent it. Right. So it's, it's NFL playoffs. It's the wild card. It was with the Colts and the chiefs when Andrew Luck was playing for the Colts. Mm-hmm. My, phone, my phone starts ringing. It's this Wisconsin number. So automatically I'm thinking telemarketer. Somebody <laughs> trying to, on a Sunday, some guy from Wisconsin's calling me. No, no. Yeah. So then it goes ding, 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 like voicemail. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll listen to the voicemail. Pick my phone up. PJ Gibbs, Jack Harbaugh. Uh, oh, wow. wow. Andrew play. Give me a call after the game. I'd like to talk to you about some stuff. And I'm going, I go to my wife, I go, holy I'm like, <laughs> she goes, no, it wasn't. I go, listen to the phone. It was Jack. Harbaugh. So I go, so my, my buddy at the time um, owned a restaurant down the street. So he had a little back room, kind of like Goodfellas. <laughs> so I go to Mark's restaurant. I go sit in the back and I call coach and we're on the phone for like an hour and a half. And I got my notebook out. And I'm like, tell me about coach Schembechler and what do I need to do? And the pyramid and all this stuff. So I'm, I still have the notebook in my I, in my dresser to this day with everything wow. he told me. Uh, and that was cool. 20, that was twenty fifteen. So he said, "Hey, listen." He goes, Jim, "Jimmy has a clinic coming up. Why don't you come up? We'll meet up, talk some football." So I'm like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, yeah." I'll that would be so geeked, I'll, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." So, of it. <laughs> so then, so then, like three weeks later, Chris gets hired. Um, from Paramus as the, I think it was director of recruiting his first job. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Like that. So I text him I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm coming up. And he's like, awesome. He's like, we'll, we'll meet up, whatever. But now, so I fly from Newark to Detroit. I get in, you go to Ann Arbor, um, go to the, go to check into the clinic and there's Tyrone Wheatley. And that was oh. like Tyrone Wheatley. I'm like, Dude, I'm like, <laughs> legend. Don't worry, I love you. Ran a lot, and I liked you running the ball. You know? <laughs> Try not to act like a goof, but it's kind of hard. Right. Yeah, Tyrone Wheatley. It's like when I, but and, and like I met Eddie George in an airport. My sister-in-law went to LSU, and we went to the 09 LSU Ohio State. And Eddie George working for Fox, and I saw him in the airport, and I said, "Listen, bro, I said I don't like Ohio State, but I love the way you run the football." And he, <laughs> I didn't want to ask for it. He was with his family. I just shook his hand. His hand wrapped around my hand twice because he's a giant. <laughs> um, so then I, I, you know, I backtrack and I, I come up to Ann Arbor and um, I, I call co- coach, gave me a cell. I call coach and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, come up to the, uh, come up, go to the stadium, come up to the the second level where the offices are. J- Jimmy and John are up here. Now, again, I don't wow. know. I don't know who John is. I'm just like, okay, John. So I go up, there's a, there's a guy there. I said, Hey, coach Gibbs, I'm here to see you. He's like, he, you know, he gives him on the radio and, I go up the elevator, you know, coach's office is there and it's me, Jack, Jim, and John. Oh, so like, oh my gosh. Well, that's crazy. Like 45 minutes. I didn't want to like overstep my bounds. Right. I just was like, so when you coach the Ravens, like, what do you, you know, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know and, um, but he, he was great. And then uh, we, we go through that night clinic. And he texts me, he goes, what are you doing right now? And I said, I said, we're going to go. He goes, oh, this is before they had fully moved from Wisconsin when he was the easy, I think it was the assistant AD at Marquette. And um, he goes, well, I'm at this townhouse. Jack, Jackie and I are at his wife. He's like, why don't you come over for, for a drink? I said, yeah. So I grabbed my buddy. I'm like, we're going to Jack Harbaugh's house for, he goes, what? <laughs> and we, three hours, just sat there and talked football. And wow. then. Um, so that, that's when I kind of grew the relationship with 
Chris and with, Co- with, with coach Harbaugh with Jim. Um, and he, he's been great to my kids, man. Like he, I ask, I'll ask, I'll text him like, Hey, you know, Logan's got a, um, uh, fly game. Can you send him a message? And he'll send him like a good luck message. And he gets, he's a dad, you know, he, he, he gets it. Um, you know, and then, uh, Ron Bellamy, him and I've done USA football together for 10 years. I mean, I've, I've known Ron for 10 years and he is, um, one of the most nicest, genuine people you ever want to meet. Like he, he's just like anything you need, like, Hey man, what do you need? And, um, you know, it was funny. We were sitting in um, in Texas. We were doing the USA football training. We were in Arlington, and he was still at uh, uh, Westfield. Uh, no, Bloomfield, right? Bloomfield. West Bloomfield. West, West Bloomfield. Bloomfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and and, and, um, and Donovan Edwards was still in school, and yeah. he's like, "No, oh, you got to see this kid on huddle." So he like gets his phone out. And he's like, "And I'm watching the kid." And within 20 seconds, you're like, <clears throat> you know. Um, <laughs> And, and Ron, Ron's just been a, uh, you know, just a really, really good friend to me. And, and I'm, I'm glad, so glad Chris is back. Um, I think that was a tremendous get. I mean, I, I, I coach Hilo, he came down and recruit our area um, with, with coach click. And, um, you know, I, I wish coach Hilo the best. He was always first class. And, um, but I, you know, again, it, it's the business, right? It, it's, it's your, you're in the business and um, those guys understand that they've been in it for a while, but, um, I'm super excited for Coach Moore. Uh, when we came up for spring ball, um, he was awesome. Like he let us sit in meetings. He, um, our quarterback guy, got to sit in meetings with Coach Harbaugh and and, and JJ and and Cade and and all those guys. And then went to the line meeting. And um, I mean, just couldn't have been more more gracious. And and again, that's a testament to Coach Harbaugh and his leadership and and the things that he um, wants his guys to do. And and um, yeah, like I said, I. I'm hoping for uh, another another chain this year uh, in Ann Arbor, um, you know, and, and hopefully we can uh, cut down on 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 some of the stuff in the in the in the college football playoff. And um, I was at the Georgia game two years ago because it was it was in Miami. Um, you know, that was just uh, I mean, Georgia was just a monster, you know, yeah. you know, because you guys know as a fan and, you know, you guys probably watch it differently than the average fan because you guys understand the game. It's just like watching as a coach. It's just like, you know, you're like, whoa, you know, those guys, those guys are pretty yeah. good. And, um, yeah, overmatched. Yeah. You know what it, it's, but you know what, it, but you know what it does is it, and I think it forces you to up your level of coaching and recruiting mm-hmm. because yeah. you want to get to that, that level. And I think Chris will do that. Cause he's such a great recruiter. Um, mm-hmm. I think he'll bring that. And he's, like I said, he's, he's the same guy. I remember meeting when I was 22, 23 years old and he's, you know, we're just a little bit more gray and a little less hair and, uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, well, I'm happy with, with, with the additions. Yeah. Know, Chris, Chris was a great recruiter before NIL was even legal. So I'm just like ready to buckle it up and get them bags. I don't even care. Like, let's do it. Yeah. I, I was so thrilled when I heard he was coming back. He was always yeah. such a good. Yeah. He was been getting a lot of big names from Michigan in the Harbaugh era. So yeah, he's he's just a, he's just a good. And the thing is, like, he does things the right way. He's a good family man, and um, you know, I'm I'm just really excited for him. I, I was texting with him a couple of days ago, and just back and forth, and just Jersey stuff, and you know, <laughs> uh, but uh, now he's a good guy, like him. Him and Coach Bellamy, and, and you know, they're just they're just good 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 people. And uh, you know, you always want good things to happen, good people, because they 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 go about things and do things the right way. So I'm I'm, I'm really happy for those guys. Yeah, definitely. The, that story about the Harbaugh's is really cool. And I actually had the opportunity to meet Jack Harbaugh at a spring game. I think it was like the 2017 spring game. Yeah, he was like the nicest yeah. guy ever. There were a lot of other people going up to him too, and there was like a youth football team, and he took the time with everybody. So that's really cool. That sounds. Like your story just sounds like exactly my experience with him. Yeah. And he's just the nicest guy. But yeah, well, no, that's a really cool story. Awesome it just story, seems man. too like why you guys all got along because it just seems like your philosophies and like outlook are just the exact same of the Harbaugh's, you know, of Jim Harbaugh yep. as a coach, as a dad, as a as a mentor, <laughs> a leader, you know. So I see I mirror it mirrors a lot. So it makes no surprise to me that that whole story went down and you got the, all those opportunities because they probably clicked. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was uh, it was you know really special, and like I said, I'm just happy for you know the the guys that I've come across in in, in my life and my coaching career that 
they've achieved what they've achieved. And, and we've all done it on different levels, right? You know, whether you're coaching in the, you know, in the Big Ten championship game or you're coaching in the International Bowl, it's it's you're you're impacting young men. And, and, and you know, that's just that's what, you know, the NFL is a little different. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have watched the the Belichick saving thing on HBO Max. Um if you if you haven't, I'd really suggest you watch it because it's it's about them and their coaching relationship and how. But Saban says he's like, you know, when I got to the Browns with you, I couldn't coach the corners the way I coached the corners at Kent State because I was getting paid X and that corner was getting paid three point five million a year. <laughs> so I had to find a way to coach him to get him to do what he because the owner was paying him. You know, right. so that, that was kind of his message. And if you guys haven't, it, I, I don't know if you have HBO Max, but go ahead and, and and order that or watch it. It is, and again, I'm a Parcells Belichick guy. Like it is, it's awesome. It's like an hour and a half, but it's, it, you guys are football people and you'll watch it. And you'll mm -hmm. go, oh, that's why oh no doubt. No. Says this and says that. And it's, it's, it's really, really cool. I'm interested. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, this has been a great interview or conversation. You know, I, I, I'm honestly like, not that I didn't think it was going to even go great, but it just went even better than expected. And it was just great learning about all this and, and you know, getting to know you. So um, we look forward to, you know, hearing about all the things you're going to be accomplishing in the future, which I'm sure will be plenty to speak on. Um, to kind of cap things off, and obviously us all being Michigan fans, uh, we want your predictions and what you think is going to happen next season. Prediction. Um, I mean, looking at the schedule, I'm, I'm looking at undefeated 13 and 0 going into the the, the CFP and again, um, baby. You know, so you know, it, it, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping. I, I mean, I was reading the stuff today about Coach Minner and the Eagles, and I'm, I'm hoping that that's not going to be something that that comes to fruition because he he's. I mean, it, him and his dad. His dad was. I spent a lot when I was up, up up there for spring ball, and then we brought a kid up. I know you guys were asking about, and they're recruiting one of our twenty fours, um, mm -hmm. a, a wide receiver DB kid. We brought him up for a summer camp, and I got to spend a time, a lot of time with with, with Coach Minner's dad um, in the meeting room, and like that guy is he he is good, like he is he's brilliant, and I, I again, it's the profession, it's the business. Like you, you hope he doesn't, but it it is what it is. I mean. Michigan for the last two years has run an NFL style defense, um, you know, so that is going to attract some, you know, NFL teams <laughs> attention, um, mm -hmm. you know, but um, I see them, you know, in, you know, top three in the country, um, wherever that may fall, uh, you know, they, they have the tools, especially, you know, with everybody coming back. And I really think a lot of the NLI stuff, has, it, it, and I think that's a positive thing about the NIL stuff is, it's keeping guys in school, um, you know, and not, 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 not just here. That's, that's all over the country. You know? Everywhere. Yep. Um, because I think college football needs that. They don't need guys going after two, you know, three years if, if they're not ready because they say your draft grade is third round. Well, stay one more year. Maybe your draft grade is early second round and that's more money for you, you know, after a year, but I'm, I'm saying 13 and 0 uh, going into the, the, the CFP and um you know, I was uh, we, New Year's Eve in the Gibbs house was uh, there. There was there was some disappointment. Um, <laughs> I think it was for all of us, man. My son is a uh, my son's a quarterback for his flag team and he wears number nine and loves JJ and um, will stick by him through thick and thin. And um, JJ was kind enough to send him a personalized autograph um this year for his birthday and um lit him up. Is such a good kid i just yeah. i love it that's I so cool him. yeah so cool. he's uh he he's he, he's won over i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen when jj leaves i mean he'll find somebody else but um, <laughs> right you no know, before the last year from in the pros so that'll yeah, be yeah. before the last yeah. year, my daughter's aiden hutchinson all day she's a lions fan and she's aiden hutchinson all day um, I love it, Lions fan too. <laughs> it was a dream come true to see him drafted to the Lions, man. Oh no, it's I tell you what, they're gonna be. I I I was talking to my neighbor. My neighbor down the street is uh, he went actually went to Western, um, and he uh, I, he's like, "What do you think about the draft?" I said, "You guys need to go. If Will Anderson's there, take him, and then you need to go the tight end from Notre Dame. You need to go Mayor. 
that that, that that's just and then you got you got to get Jalen Ramsey get Jalen Ramsey yeah. oh yeah you know get him and listen Rogers is going to go to the Raiders or somebody I mean he's gonna be gone mm-hmm. so now now you just got to deal with fields running the ball but you beat you guys beat him twice this year we did yep. yeah we did I mean, the Bears. <laughs> you know so I mean right there that's that's positive you know so um we we root for the lines in the house and uh you know so we're you know like I said I, I'm just hoping to get another shot in the you know in, in the CFP and I hope we play TCU again. Yeah, I think I think we're always there. Yeah, I think we're all like natty or bust at this point. I mean, right. we at least got to win a playoff. Like the floor is winning a playoff game. The ceiling is the natty yeah. this year. Run it back, baby. Run it back. No excuse at this point. We got well, it. First, first things first is we we got to continue the streak against the Buckeyes. So. Hey, um, we got to get hey, that done, and yeah, oh yeah, that's I, big time. We have I'm the only Michigan. Actually, two, we have two Michigan fans in the neighborhood. Everybody else is Ohio State. So the the flag flies. I have the Saturdays are for the Wolverines flag outside my my. The TV. <laughs> I love it. Love that. That that, awesome. that flag gets displayed uh, prominently the day after the victory. So <laughs> love it. Well, you know, thanks again, you know, uh, Coach, for coming on here. This has been great. Um, once again, like, let all the listeners know your website um, and then just kind of, you know, where, where to find you. Social media, anything. Yeah. Show yeah. yourself out, man. E- uh, yeah. Easy. So, guys, my, my Twitter is at Coach PJ Gibbs, real easy. And then uh, the website is thefbcoachgibbs.com. Um, I'm, I'm accessible. So, if anybody wants to talk football, if anybody wants to talk, has a question on schematics or anything like that, reach out. I'm, I'm available and um, I'll be up in uh, Rhode Island next weekend. And I don't know where I'll be after that. So, um, but Rhode Island next weekend. So if anybody's up in Rhode Island and wants to get together, hit me up. For sure. All right. Well, as always, thank you for tuning in to On Stadium Boulevard. Um, been a great interview and conversation. So we look forward to hopefully having you on again in the future. Yeah. And with everything that you got going on, sure. you're going to kill it. Thank you. <laughs> But all right, thanks for listening, guys. And as always, follow us on Twitter um, and tune in for next week. Go, Go Blues. Blues.